You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pogues, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben. Ho, ho, ho! Welcome to the podcast, Pogues! Oh, Santa, what are you doing here? Christmas has been ruined, and only two white guys with a podcast can fix it. I feel like that's a pretty easy solve, then. There's a, there's a lot of two white I've guys. decided to come onto your podcast, because I got cancelled. So I figured if I just did this, then people would be cool with me again. Wait, you got cancelled? What'd you do? Well, I sneak into people's houses at night. Is it really that surprising? <laughs> yeah, but you leave a gift and just <laughs> eat some food. Wow, I think this is going great. I think I think you might be on my side on this one. I am. I'm pro home invasion Santa. That's right, folks. It's okay to it's okay to break someone's boundaries as long as you leave a present behind. Look, I gotta say, nothing you've done makes me think you're worse than Ezra Miller. So, uh, all right, good point. Uh, although I was hanging out with Ezra, and uh, you know, oh. he's not so. Oh. <clears throat> sorry, sorry, folks. Sorry, that was Santa. He started going into a thing about Ezra, and I just had to. I, just had to, is, I, get I, him out of here. I didn't like the start of that sentence. No, 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 I was hanging out with Ezra Miller. <laughs> no, I was hanging out with Santa, and he was started talking about Ezra Miller, and it's just not good. So I, I had to get him off the podcast before we I get appreciate it. Cancelled, and then it would be really awkward because then we'd have to go into Joe Rogan's podcast to get. No, I'd be good. Un- un- no. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> I'll be homeless. It's fine. You, ha- you have to go through a series of right wing pundits uh, and their and their various unlistenable podcasts before you can get sort of like okay again. You know what I mean? No, I am perfectly fine <laughs> to just be relegated to the trash heap of the world. I don't. Not worth it. Oh, Pogues, we're back again. It's the holidays. We're gonna forget That's about right. Ezra, Ezra Miller for a minute. <laughs> And, oh, breaking news alert, Jonathan Majors, we're going to go ahead and forget about all of these people and focus on family. <laughs> uh, yeah, thank God Jonathan, or Marvel, finally was like, well, he's guilty. I guess we have to do something now. Ah, uh, yes. It's unfortunate that we'll never again have to uh, get a chance to hear uh, old man, old man Kang doing his thing. <laughs> Jesus old man Christ. Kang, like, uh, <laughs> Kang table read, or I don't even have to, like... Guy who's way into theater in high school, <laughs> audition for Kang. I don't know who out there has seen Loki season two, but get used to a little bit of this voice that I'm doing with the halting and sort of like a. <laughs> I don't don't like <laughs> this at all. It's really awful. It's it's seven episodes of him just doing oh, this sort of like, like weird that. Jerry Lewis impersonation. It's rough as hell, and now it's dead. Because um, once again, Kang's been f- just like all of DC's end credit sequences. <laughs> they can now all be forgotten about. <laughs> I just I hope they don't even address it, and they just cast somebody else and just don't mention it. it, it it's so you know funny. I mean? Just move on. Yeah. Which it makes sense for, you know... Rhodey Rhodes, that shit. A kink. Yeah, and it, it makes even more sense for a character with infinite versions of himself. Yes. One um, of them has to not be based on a douchebag. Yeah, maybe one of them isn't an abuser, so let's just <laughs> yeah. see if we can figure that one out. Um, but we're not we're not dealing with any of those problematic characters. Oh, right. Uh, we're on to sort of a head-scratcher of this one. I, I don't... Uh, we're on to a holiday special, uh, which Mr... Mr. Uh, can do no wrong up until he endorsed 
Ezra Miller, James Gunn, uh, apparently along wrote with, along with Do No Wrong Chris Pratt. Until I found do out no he wrong gave, Chris He gave Pratt. heavily to a church that that thinks electroshock therapy can keep you from being gay. You know, <laughs> I'm noticing a trend here. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, but <laughs> we've got ourselves a holiday special that came out of uh, fucking nowhere last year. Um, no, I, uh, I think this, wasn't this earlier than last year? I think this might have been like COVID days. It's 2022. Time oh, has no meaning. Oh, Jesus. Um, I'm sure they announced it much earlier, but... This, but is, this has been an endless life. It, it blends together in my head. I actually, weirdly never saw it, even though... I never watched it either. Even though my appreciation for Guardians of the Galaxy was still pretty high and remained high after three. So it's like... I wish I had watched Guardians of the Galaxy 3 before this because my appreciation for Guardians has gone down. <laughs> yeah, whoops. Um, but, but you know, I think it really established, uh, you know, as a franchise that's held on despite, you know, it and Spider-Man have held on in a wavering, uncertain, you know... Um, <laughs> Tossed in a, in a in a in a storm, Marvel Marvel movies that have uh, been lobbing from left to right in quality. Um, Guardians and and Spider Man have been holding holding steady. So this, you know, this wasn't a. a um, I don't think it was bad. I don't think it was bad. Um, it wasn't bad, but it's. Like I think one of it was. Where I'm like, I will never watch this again. Here's a preview. I think it was one idea short of a of a full idea. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It definitely felt like he came to him and he was like, I want to do this. And they were like, great, make it 45 minutes. And he was like, what? No, I was going to make it like 20 minutes. And they were like, no, 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 45 <laughs> minutes. And he's like, yeah, but it's really, the idea isn't long enough for that. And they were like, well, can you come up with another way? And he's like, yeah, I could just have every moment have another Christmas song underneath of it. How about that? What if all of my good ideas lingered a little too long? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, remember how, how well I used music in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy? Watch me play four songs, which seem like they might be the same song. Because <laughs> I've never heard so many songs use the word Christmas time. Uh, I will say, like, when the movie started uh, and they were playing Fairy Tale of New York by the Pogues, I was like, oh, I see what you're trying to do. You know, get me in. Get me in early with a great musician. Uh, you know, you know it's, Shane it, McGowan. It's a great song uh, to, to play here to open it up. It's perhaps one of the best Christmas songs it's, to say. It's to, often to, to, rated the UK's favorite Christmas song. It, it is one of the best Christmas it, songs. some questionable uh, lyrics. To, one of the best Christmas songs out there to say the word slut and also have the F slur in it. So, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so to, you know. <laughs> to refer to a woman you are dating as a junkie slut. Yeah, it, it is... Um, it's got it's got that tucked in there. <laughs> it, it what's crazy is it continues to win the like UK's yeah. favorite Christmas song. They just beep out the F slur. Now they play the rest of it, just to beep out the F slur. Yeah, at some point I had heard that during a lot of live renditions on the BBC, uh, they replaced a particular line with "You're old and haggard," and I think that's maybe a better version. Um, yeah. Of... yeah. In, in the Pokes' defense, <laughs> they, as he they points don't... out. It's just two people arguing with each other. Yeah. It's not something he in, agrees. He was very pro homosexuality. In the language that there are, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I totally understand uh, uh, the context of it. It's just so funny because it is just sort of this belter at a bar uh, around Christmas time, where like everyone is going to like you know arms over shoulders and sing it, and it just kinda, it's kind of there's a moment where everyone's just going to mumble. A little bit. It is. <laughs> It could not be clearer. Like, they, like, it is, like, the 
cleanest <laughs> piece of like music, like the only line of the lyrics you can be 100%. Well, I love the Pogues, and I'm still not 100% sure the lyrics of that song, except for that one. <laughs> That's a Shane. That's a certified Shane classic. If you can't totally read all the lyrics. Oh yeah, yeah. You're like, I don't know. He's something was wrong with his his mouth hole. Uh, yeah, but like it started with that, and I was like, oh man, it just puts me in the mood. And then the movie continued, and I was like, boy, it really took me out of the mood. <laughs> Yeah, this is an interesting film uh, in a lot of ways. It, it definitely capitalizes on what it knows it already works, what already works. In Guardians of the Galaxy 2, which is, I think, a, a little bit of a dip for me. Like, I don't love it as much as the first one. Um, we get a lot of Mantis and Drax time, which makes total mm-hmm. sense, because these two people who are devoid, of, like, the, the way their personalities are, they're devoid of any kind of, like, social hang-ups. They're devoid of any kind of, like, concern. They have no filters. Like... They're a very good pairing in two, and so it's it's not surprising at all that they stick with that pairing here. I just didn't know that's that was it. <laughs> that was, like, the whole yeah. movie? Um, yeah, yeah, that's, really, that surprised like, me. It also felt like this was, like, an example, too, where he was like, I'd like to do a Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. And they were like, great. Uh, you have to film all of Chris Pratt's scenes in a day because we're not paying him to come back to set. Uh, yeah. And Bradley Cooper is going to sound vaguely like somebody doing an imitation of <laughs> Rocket Raccoon, which I don't know if it was like he just called and like really recorded over the phone, but he didn't yeah, like, I mean, seem right. 2022, it was the release, late 2022 was the release. So you can only imagine it was filmed some point earlier that year, if not the year before. So, so to some degree, yeah, you probably wonder if COVID restricted a lot of ideas from happening uh that said you're right about the chris pratt thing but that almost that if that was intentional or displayed it more intentionally that could have almost worked for them because obviously they're 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 taking the piss at like a lot of um christmas special concepts but mainly the star wars christmas special but see that's what kind of disappointed me i was expecting especially after the opening which starts as like a cartoon be perfect I was Perfect. like, oh, they're going to do, like, a jokey version. And of then, like, the they, holiday. They have, and they have, like, a really bad Christmas song to open yeah. it that doesn't really make any sense. And I was oh, like, oh, right. And then more importantly, like, more importantly, a full-length song, not just, like, a bit. Oh, three, you know, ju- three to four minutes worth of people singing incorrect facts about Christmas. Uh, yeah, the, the old 76s, uh, if you're familiar. Um, and, and Chris Pratt uh, reacting... And what I could only assume was the first and only take he would do. <laughs> yeah. To me, like he really mailed this one in. He, he he did not seem to want to be there, and he didn't seem to really it's, care. It's tricky because Guardians of the Galaxy three picks up on some of this setup, which is that Chris Pratt is, or or Star Lord is depressed, maybe because you know um, Gamora's gone. Uh, and Yandu's gone uh, after two. Uh, Yandu's gone after two, and and Gamora's gone after you know Endgame, Infinity War, whatever. So so you know he's sort of like beleaguered and kind of lost that spirit. That is part of the launching point for three to some degree. I wouldn't say it's maybe wildly successful, but it is part of that. Um, so it makes sense that they they opened with that. But when you're <laughs> It is wild to say, like, you know this character that normally injects comedy and light into our movie? What if they were just sort of glazed over and depressed for yeah. their for their four scenes that they get to have? But again, um, if this is indeed a parody of the Star Wars Christmas, Christmas special, they could have almost played this correctly. 
which is that if you recall from the Christmas special, Luke Skywalker, the core <laughs> yeah. heart and soul of the Star Wars franchise, is seen in like what is essentially a video voicemail message. Yeah, in which point. he's like on, like he's next to like the Smithsonian's version of the X-wing. It's it's like clearly and, not even a set. And also, and I watched it recently, so this was very much fresh in my mind. Overly makeup, like Broadway oh, yeah. theater makeup, in a way that that like he has makeup upset like he's my wife. Be on, like, <laughs> yeah, he looks like he's about to be on RuPaul's Drag Show. Yeah, he it's has so much eyeliner on. It's it is so absurd, strange. It just someone didn't think that would look like that on TV. I think. Um, but it would almost make sense if Chris Pratt was just, like, on a hologram briefly. It would almost be yeah. funnier if that they leaned into that bit. But it's not. It is just sort of this awkward thing where he's in the beginning, and there's clearly this evidence suggested that there's, like, a context to his misery. But we never really explore it, other than that Mantis is nice to him uh, over the course of the film. So it yeah, is, it, it is it was, odd. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, the animated sequence opening was perfect because they went with like a rotoscoped kind of style of animation. Oh yeah, it's it Jeek. looked it looked old old school, but I think there was you know some decent emotion on the faces. It, and... it reminded me of remember that uh, what was that game like the, the remember the arcade games where like the whole thing's animated? Yeah, what it's called Dungeon Quest is that what it was called? I I uh, uh, yeah I think so. I think it's called Dragon Quest. Uh, oh yeah, I think that's right. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, Dragon Quest is the JRPG. Sorry, oh. there's, there's there's nerds out there screaming right now. Um, and Man, we're also we can't hear them. <laughs> we're also introduced uh, to Cosmo, who also has a, a again a larger role in in the third film. Yeah, when that came up, I was like, I guess I missed something by never having watched the third one. But this comes out before canonically and sequentially comes out before the third movie. Oh, huh, that's. <laughs> yeah, because Guardians of the Galaxy three came out this year, and this came out last uh, Christmas time. So, uh, so Cosmo is, to my understanding, just kind of injected into this movie um, without a lot of setup, because we do see her obviously in the collector's whole museum deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call her a character in that sequence. And then she just sort of appears here. And don't get me wrong. I love Cosmo conceptually. It's a fucking phenomenal character. It certainly belongs here on Nowhere. But it is just tossed in. <laughs> yeah, it just felt like they were like, huh? And that's why I was like, oh, she must be... But now knowing they came out before, it's very confusing. Because <laughs> like, in my mind, I was like, oh, she must have been like really big in 3. And that's why they included her in the it, special. It felt, it felt surprising in 3, too. Because I saw 3 before this. It felt weird there, too. So it's, it really wasn't... It really wasn't... Uh, um, evolved very well in this movie. Um, we also get introduced to uh, a new version of the ship, which is the Bowie now. What was it called before? I don't remember. Milano and then uh, uh, Benatar, I think, after it was repaired, I think, maybe, and, and upgraded. Uh, it's, it's always uh, uh, an, 80s, an 80s legend, uh, 80s, 90s legend, music legend. Um, I did enjoy that as we as we get off on like the Drax and Mantis show, which um, I liked until I realized, like I said before, it was the whole movie. So it was it was way too long. Just just for just for for for, for relativity to the audience out there, this movie, if you exclude credits, is thirty nine minutes long. Um, the the 
Mantis stuff and Mantis and Drax adventure starts at around 10 minutes in and lasts until about like 35 minutes in. Ugh. So so it is it is the whole of the center of the movie and there's almost no like dip outs, which is what which is where I got confused because the Christmas special at least in the way that it typically works if you were to mock it, is that it's a, 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 a montage of things. You know, if you think about the, the Star Wars holiday special, we get weird, we get we get the introduction of, like, Life Day stuff with Han and Chewie. We get, uh, we get uh, like, dancing holograph people cut to this sketch, cut to Luke, cut to this sketch, cut to this song, cut to this sketch. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's arguably, like, maybe, like, eight or nine concepts in the Star Wars holiday special. Mm-hmm. And this one is two. It's it's a it's a bookended animated sequence and then just Drax and <laughs> running around with Kevin Bacon for the it whole is, of the mill movie and then well, what's punch awesome out is like like you said there's no B story it's just an A story which is sort of weird in general for anything you know what I mean most things have like a B story just to kind of break up the full story. yeah you'd think you'd be cutting to Rocket or something like going to find like a, a chase down a ufo that's santa or some shit you know what i mean like or, or like at least like go back and cut to being like quill being sad or something yeah or learn like, more about oh. what's going on there yeah yeah no but it, it is it is just what's also weird is like you said is like it's very long but like so it starts with them coming to earth with no idea how to find kevin bacon which is like okay and then they do a bit where they go to uh man's chinese theater yeah where, like you know the, the walk of fame is and there's all these people who dress up like characters and they get their pic- people take pictures with them so people think that they're dressed up and they get all these pictures so, taken I also which would a- be funny but that lasts for about five full minutes then they go to a bar before we get too f- far past that um uh am i mis am i mistaken isn't isn't it gone what uh, Man's Chinese Theater um, in real life? No, I don't think so. No, in the Marvel universe, didn't someone didn't someone blow it up in Iron Man three? Oh, uh, I don't know, did it? Yeah, <laughs> I think they might have been. One of the one of the bombers they fucking they, they fucking it. nuked themselves in front of it. That's like the nine eleven memorial right now. Like, why is it still full of GoBots? I don't really understand. Well, if you go to the nine eleven memorial, I think the living statue and people are still there. You know, <laughs> yeah, you got me there. there. You got me there. And the other thing I wanted to mention is that I thought it was amusing that as their ship flies over and they do um, sort of an unrewarding bit about uh, a cloaking device. Um, uh, what I did enjoy is that they flash to people down down on the ground looking terrified. Yeah. And when you, when you think about the average citizen's experience at this point in the Marvel universe. If you see an alien spaceship, it's not going to be good. Yeah, the one girl, it just, the subtitle said sobbing. Sobbing, yeah, yeah. And it makes sense because um, it started with the Avengers 1, you know, when the big, like, space laser and the invasion of New York, which changed the world forever. Followed by, like, uh, when those big circular ships came down, I think, um, during during Infinity War. You know, the Thanos' ships came oh, down yeah. and, and, like, beat up a bunch of superheroes that then disappeared, presumed dead. You know, like, so, genuinely, ships showing up, not... I'm sure there was a Captain Marvel moment, too, that I can't think of, because that movie was very forgettable, but <laughs> generally not a good thing. So far, there haven't been any cool aliens. <laughs> yeah, there hasn't been a moment where they, like, land and just give people ice cream. <laughs> um, 
it leads me to another sort of unrelated question that I wrote into my notes. What do you think, like, SpaceX and NASA is like in the MCU? Oh, you know they, gave mean? they like, gave up. Like, is that what it is? What, if you were, like, working just to get, like, a, a, a rocket to, like, roughly take off and, and land and not completely detonate on landing two-thirds of the time, and then, like... Just like interdimensional ship lands with advanced phasers and scanning technology, you're like, oh, fuck this, <laughs> just quit. I'm out of here. I mean, it's insane to me that Earth is still yeah. just regular Earth, and like all this tech exists that could probably it's save so lives yeah. and transform our lives forever. And like everyone down here is still like, oh man, it's uh, it's it's so much more expensive now to get a McDonald's meal. <laughs> Like, it's hard to live down here. Oh, cool, yeah. The, Peter Quill's got his own spaceship. Neat, all right, cool. <laughs> I also wonder that. Do you think the economy's better in the MCU or worse? Because it feels like they're paying out a lot of disaster money. Yeah, like, it, it's insane that just... The there's damage been... to New York City in the first Avengers movie is, like, in the billions of dollars. I don't think the United States could pay for it to be fixed. And, and like... Tony's not around anymore, and Hammer's not around anymore. Like, there's no more. Everybody's like, gone. All the cool people are gone. There's no more big like, like technology companies. It, it it feels like you know how in 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 future sci-fi, Earth is always this sort of like abandoned wasteland. That's what the Earth is starting to feel like in the Marvel movies. Yeah. It's just not abandoned yet, but it is kind of becoming like everything is faster and cooler and everyone can come back to life because of fancy technology and lasers and it's like guys guys <laughs> we don't have shit we're still we're still getting like you know metal cavities <laughs> Fill, yeah. filling so like it's it sucks down here guys um uh our companies don't cover dental it's optional <laughs> like it's wild down here <laughs> anyway side note <laughs> side note ben really wants dental so if um, you're listening, Comfy Ben works for. <laughs> uh, a couple of things to note in the Chinese theater thing I wanted to to bring up. Uh, GoBots are canonically Marvel villains, apparently. Oh, okay. I didn't get that. When they said that, I was like, boy, I really missed something in three. Drax cites that the GoBot killed his family. It's not a reference to Drax, like, finding a GoBot toy and, like, I don't know. Like... It, it's out of nowhere, suggesting that there are real GoBots and one of them killed his cousin. <laughs> so that's, that's cool. Really weird. GoBots are in the universe now. Um, lastly, and this one was a hard to miss. I, I actually found out this one from looking up um, some stuff online. But as they walk through the Chinese theater, there are a variety of movie posters for upcoming in-universe films. Uh, you oh, want to really? know? Who, you want to know who's on all the posters? Take, take a stab. Take a st no, an, a canonical character. Is he an actor in the canonical universe? Uh, uh, he's he is he's an actor you know who plays a fictional character in this franchise. I mean, it's an actor I know who plays a fictional character <laughs> in a movie you've yet to see. <laughs> in a movie, I've in, in Guardians of the Galaxy three. No, I'm afraid it's from Eternals. Uh, Kumail oh. Kumail Nanjiani is. In the Eternals universe, his character is a movie star. Oh. Uh, 
And so he is an action hey, you star. You haven't seen it either. Don't, don't you? I haven't seen it either. Uh, but I looked up this Easter egg somewhere. And so there's a bunch of posters in the background of, of buff Kumail, like, posing in front of explosions. And it's really weird once you go back and look for it. Yeah, I did not even see a poster. <laughs> I'll have to find some copies for you. But um, you were summarizing the plot, which was they, they kind of hang out and then go to Kevin Bacon and then go to space. And then, oops, I described the whole movie. My bad. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's wild. There's like a five-minute scene or three or four-minute scene of them going to a bar and getting drunk, which seems weird. And then they happen upon a lady selling maps to Star's homes, which are never accurate, which is weird that they're accurate for once. Um, then they go there, and Kevin Bacon's reaction to people getting over his privacy fence is not a reaction a normal person would have and certainly (laughs) not a reaction a celebrity would have as soon as they knocked on the door he'd be in his panic room and the police would be i mean like no one would it's just it was wild but like like you said then they get there and they chase him around in a scene that felt like current day marvel cgi and it's pretty meh and then there's like a fight scene with some cops that's pretty I will mad. I will give the movie some I would I wouldn't say the fight scene with the cops is mad. I think it was actually pretty cool choreography. I was enjoying it. Um again, the whole Mantis Drax thing is too much of the movie. It should be cut away with another plot. It should be shorter. Um oh, it should be so much shorter. And 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 repl- and and that extra time, you know, bought out with another concept for the movie, another storyline uh a return to doing a sketch or something it's just something to make it a special because right now it's not really it starts like a holiday special and then it becomes like a marvel short film or one episode of a guardians of the galaxy tv show a bad pilot launch and then back to the animated thing there's just like not another idea in there which is what frustrates me but i will say to its credit unsurprisingly i like every time uh Every time um, uh, Batista is on camera, I enjoy him. Uh, Palm, whose name I won't even attempt to say her surname because it's... No, no, no. It's, Please it's, try. it's got too many consonants in it. It's I'll got wait. It's got back-to-back Fs, which is just wild. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I think she's so entertaining, like, doing Mantis because she's always doing a little something. It's in all the... In, in, in 2 and in um, Endgame, she's always, like, doing stuff uh she's making faces uh she's like uh you know chewing the scenery a little bit i I don't know i just find her entertaining i did find her weird noises while she was fighting made her like seem terrifying and i thought especially when she's like crawling on the walls after kevin bacon that was like a scene where i was like did that i don't remember her being able to like climb on the walls like a praying mantis I, i just found it to be like funny that she is like the the least threatening of the guardians and she's but she comes off as fucking terrifying because she has those full pupils and her antennas and she crawls on walls and goes yeah i don't (laughs) i don't don't like the few the full or the black pupils do not like i just think i just think like like palm palm brought it into all the scenes the problem was just that they gave her too many because there's nothing else like that's the biggest problem with the movie yeah and it's like I don't know. It would have been funnier if it was just like they went to Earth to like experience Christmas after like Quill said how great it was. And it was just her and Drax walking around experiencing Christmas and it's like a fish out of water. That would have been funny, but it's very weird. And then they'd find out that they kidnap Kevin Bacon and she uses her trance thing to get him. 
and then they bring him to space and they give him to quill as a gift uh, which he did have a good joke where he's like this isn't a gift this is human traffic the whole reveal is really funny he, he chris pratt is doing some good some good like oh because as someone who was kidnapped as a child yeah true <laughs> probably not thrilled about this turn of events did, did not think about that yeah 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 uh, but yeah. yeah so like that's and then that's sort of like they they put him on the ship and um uh, you know, Gunn's brother tells him everything, and then he comes back and is like, I'm going to teach people about Christmas by singing a song that has nothing to do with Chris. I'm going to I'm gonna sing... Which and felt I, like they, they wanted to get All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey or whoever originally sang that, and they were like, oh, that's really expensive. Somebody write a song where we just say Christmas time too much. And it's like, but the song is literally All I Want for Christmas is You is... is, is one of the lines of the song. You've got a great... Like, come on. You've got a great creative talent, James. And Kevin, see, you seem like a lot of fun. And you're really, you're really committed to this, this, this bit that was stretched out for a full hour. Also, um, like, the song he sings is also another full-length song. Yeah. And, which I could not believe. And, and I have to say, didn't rule. <laughs> It was it, not good. I, I wrote down, I said, what the fuck? This, Kevin's, <laughs> this Kevin Bacon song is not good. The only thing about it that was interesting was the gift the, the gift giving that we cut away to. We see um, Rocket get Bucky's vibranium arm, which I, I, I ponder about. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, Bucky's still alive and has yeah, it. And has it, in theory. Um, I know that was like a reference to that him wanting it in, yeah, uh, in Endgame. Endgame, yeah. Or perhaps Infinity War, I don't remember. But uh, yeah, whichever one. Uh, yeah, no, and 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 I thought like you know obviously Karen Karen Gillan uh, is is tremendous. Like the, in like the four lines she delivers, she's very funny. I did have a I... big chortle at at you can't outrun me, Bacon. Um, yeah, uh, that one got me a little bit. But... I also felt the worst for her because I'm like that's like seven hours of makeup for what was probably one day worth of shooting she doesn't do anything it's shocking how little she does it's shocking that there isn't a cutaway somewhere in that like full 40 minutes of them dicking around on earth um when we could be getting like some cut of them like like trying to figure out Christmas or something back or if on she had gone with them that would have been funny yeah if she'd gone with you know them I mean? or if she if we cut back to her trying to orchestrate this whole christmas festival you know on on nowhere and people like asking questions about like who's this guy and like why are we you know what's up with the milk and you know what if we got this milk from this weird space creature you know what i mean like there's all kinds of like material there that they could have played with and they they didn't and it would have helped break up the the exhausting (laughs) like i can't get over how much i was sad that i was like enjoying mantis drax time and then i was like wait is there anything else? <laughs> like, can we cut away here? This is wild. And then we never do. Um, it, 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 I found that really quite shocking. And then I thought there must have been, like, some issue that they triggered by, like, flying through, like, uh, flying through, like, a part of space or something. Yeah, Wesley, I know. Uh, flying through a part of space and, like, you know, angering some other pirate group that showed up at the end and they had to sort of, like... I don't know. I don't, I don't even like an action sequence or anything, but just some just some kind of stakes raising or conflict introduction <laughs> because at the end it was like Kevin sang a song, we exchanged gifts, 
And then we just sort of all lingered in this patio for like 10 extra minutes until we rolled credits. It was kind of wild. Yeah, it, it was it was a very weird special because like it ends and you're like, oh, is it? Oh, oh it. Nope. Okay. And I wanted to know so much more. I mean, they own Nowhere Now, which is a a, 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 a semi-derelict, unofficial, which... scoundrel-run a god brain mining like like industry. this was the other thing that i so I'm many questions <laughs> well i'm even more confused now is like that's like a throwaway line so i was like oh that must be that must happen in guardians 3 because again i thought this came out no guardians so i mean guardians 3 starts with them drop that guardian 3 starts with them like trying to manage like the complexities of this new purchase that they establish in this 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 movie it's weird you know because i again like guardians of the three i think was ultimately very successful mostly because of rocket storyline but all this like nowhere stuff i just don't know what to think about it it, it just it hasn't like delivered anything of interest yet and i've watched a movie and a half about it you know so it's really confusing now having gone back and watched this yeah, I, now I'm even like I'm definitely more confused by the entire plot now. You gotta go watch uh, Guardians of the Galaxy three. I get. Well, I'll wait. Till, I'll wait till we do it for the podcast. Gotta, gotta go watch it for the podcast. Um, and uh, this this movie also made me miss Yondu. Like I almost wanted a third animated sequence just so I could see more of him because I love Michael Rooker's yeah. rendition of him, and I thought the Peter Quill stuff was really interesting. I thought it was cute that they kind of explained that Yondu's love of like little tchotchkes was because of Peter giving him Peter giving him the, a fir- gift. the first one, yeah, and then yeah. he just liked it so much that he he kept doing it. Because I think in two, at least, or I believe it is, you can see, or maybe it's in like later ones when uh, Sean Gunn's uh, character is flying the ship. Like you can see, like the like the little like frog that he got uh, in the first one when he visited the broker. And then you can kind of see, like, that troll doll he gets in, like, the second... So yeah. there's, there's, like, this evolution of these little figurines that I thought was really, really cute. Um, did you watch the mid-credits? And can you tell me what it was? <laughs> there was a mid-credits scene? There's a mid-credits where uh, Rocket and uh, Cosmo are hanging... Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw that. They're, yeah, with they're, Groot? They're, yeah, they're hanging stuff on Groot. And then at some point, they're like, oh, I guess we gotta do Christmas again. And then it just cuts away. I was like, huh? <laughs> yeah it was it was so weird and so out of place and also when they first cut back and they showed Groot with his arms up and they were just hanging lights on him i was like are they gonna do that community bit like are they gonna start singing like oh christmas troy you know what i mean that's what oh, i thought christmas was gonna, Groot. I th- oh yeah, christmas like, Groot. Like, what the? and then he tried i mean raccoon's like ah we gotta do another special and i was like Somebody wrote that and was like, this is going to be a great stinger. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And more importantly, it belongs in the part of all Marvel movies where we deliver a tantalizing thing. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Also, like, Cosmo does not really sound Russian for the rest of the movie. But in that scene, she sounds like uh, Natasha from bullwinkle she's like oh we must do again i'm like wait when did she she didn't have that big of a russian accent for the rest of the movie um yeah this is also my my introduction uh or my chance to to speak to anyone listening at the guardians of the galaxy movie game is actually a sensational piece of video game uh creation it's it's 
remarkably good and really heartfelt, and it's kind of surprising. We, we, we better get we better be getting paid for this and, plug. And Cosmo is also featured there as well, which I think was better established in the game. Um, I don't know if it's canon. I don't think it's canonical though, because it's all very different. But uh, nonetheless, um, the holiday special, like I don't think, I don't know, Pokes. I don't think my time was wasted, but I don't think I'll ever return to this thing. <laughs> I, I could say definitively, I will never return. I don't think I'll ever. I mean, it was fine. I, I wasn't like angry. And like the point where I was like, God, I wonder how much longer is left. And I looked, it was like seven, it was like eight or 10 minutes or something. I was like, oh, that's not bad. Like, you know, sometimes like I'll pause, like when we're watching some of these movies, I'm like, oh God, how much is oh, left? And I pause please, it. It's like an please. hour and 12. And I'm like, motherfucker, this one wasn't, but it was just like, I don't know. There was nothing other than like one or two bits there's nothing that really stuck with me and, and like we said it just seemed like i don't know it seemed like either they should have gone full parody of like the star wars christmas special or create or a full like, or create a full or, story or like, yeah or like the charlie brown christmas you know, because I mean, they wanted to, do it, to be clear just had something there's nothing in this movie from peter quill there's nothing in this movie from nebula there's nothing from rocket and there's nothing from Groot. it is just a couple of them having a couple of brief inner like a brief glances and a brief exchanges and almost the entirety of the movie is Drax and Nebula like wandering around LA and just kind of doing random shit that's like the best that's, that's most of the movie which and, like and, makes me think that something there had to be some reason why everybody else was barely in it yeah there had to have been contractually or like scheduling or something yeah covid stuff yeah it had to be something that just so, sort of something had to because ha- it's just so weird that none of them are really in it yeah i mean guardians of the galaxy is an ensemble movie we've known it to be one for a long time all the movies feature everyone a lot that's kind of their whole thing um so this one is kind of a weird anomaly yeah so i guess the question is would you recommend people watch it i mean i guess yeah um you know i'll say this in the realm of holiday movies you can do much worse (laughs) you you can do much better because i stand by die hard as a holiday movie the the pit you know the pit like 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 is a dwindling pit of hallmark movies so I mean, this scene. Well, I think Hallmark movies still beat like Jingle All the Way, <laughs> Christmas hey, with the Christmas with the Cranks or whatever it's called. Let's be chill here, uh, or or perhaps uh, the strangest one, Love Actually, which is the story of what if we wrote a couple of interesting dramatic storylines, and then just most of them were bummers, and one of them yes. is about a guy who wants to sleep with American women and then does. <laughs> Welcome to our movie. <laughs> Everyone's favorite romantic. Uh, ho- ho- Mr. Bean movie. is here, and we wrote him out of it. <laughs> Which I get, because if you're gonna have a movie about fucking, you don't want Mr. Bean. You cannot have Mr. Bean in there. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, you know, don't do it. Don't do this again, <laughs> Marvel. I want them to do it for like a really downer property next, like, like a Logan, like a Logan holiday special. And why it's just is him the drinking why, alcohol? Why is the Eternals uh, holiday special not landing with anyone? I don't understand. We did we did a holiday special during the snap. How'd that go? Five years of people being dead? How? <laughs> I mean. What, what you need to do is do what old old Marvel did, pre-MCU, and just start releasing non-stop Hulk movies where he does inconsequential shit. 
I just want to see Mark Ruffalo, like, <laughs> just trying to shop for Christmas, you know? He, he, he works at a Starbucks <laughs> and he just can't handle the rush. But he has to stay calm, Ben. When somebody says that they got his macchiato wrong, he has to stay calm or otherwise he'll hulk out. Oh, the, the, the tension is clear as day. All right, folks. Well, I insist that we cut because at this point we're going to be longer than the Christmas special. <laughs> <laughs>